from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt is where you're listening. You are watching on Facebook Live, facebook.com backslash live now DT, inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. Make sure you head off to Charney's today, and I've been telling you about those jackets and bundling, bundling up and getting ready. Their winter wear is in. I'm going to put out a bunch of pictures of that. They got great. They have a, a whole assortment of gloves, all different colors and whatnot. So there's gloves that are out there for you, as well as the Syracuse beanie hats, whatever you want to call them, skull caps. The Syracuse hats are out there, the scarves. And, of course, they have the Save the Duck jackets, which no animal was harmed in the making of the jacket 100%. So you can go out and get those there. Charneys will bundle you up, keep you safe, keep you well, and on your way. And so get off to Charney's today to, to bundle up so you can stay safe in this cold weather. Charney's Menswear and Tuxedos, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. And my shirt today is in honor of the first snowfall and the fact that waking up this morning, it actually looks like Christmas is almost here. I am wearing my Disney. So you see Mickey. What we got here? We got, we got, I got to do it backwards. Mickey, Pluto, Donald, Goofy. I got the boys here on this shirt. And it's a short sleeve shirt, but if I wear it with my black long sleeve underneath, it looks like I'm wearing my Christmas sweater. And the funny thing about this is we have Christmas sweaters up here. Down in Florida, they have Christmas t-shirts because it's warm down there and they still want people to celebrate the holiday season. So that is just kind of something fun to wear and something exciting. And I'm going to be taking an awesome trip to Florida coming up here. So and I can't wait to do that. So shout outs to the opportunity of getting some warm weather in my life coming up here very, very soon. And I look forward to it. So with that being said, we have a lot to get into in the segment Significant Sound Bites. And we get to do that this morning with three Syracuse representatives. So we have head coach Dino Babers as well as nose tackle Josh Black and running back Mo Neal. And I want to get those set and ready to go for you this morning here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Hopefully you're bundled up and hopefully you're feeling good this morning. Hopefully you're safe inside or wherever you're at. You know, you got to go to work and do your thing. But on days like today, there's nothing like getting some hot chocolate, bundling up with your sweetheart and being in the house and just watching it snow outside. There's something to be said about that, cozying up. So I know that some of us don't like winter, but there is a lot of positives. That there, there's a lot of positives, in my opinion, that come with the winter weather. So it's all in perspective, folks. It's all in perspective. So speaking of perspective, here's the perspectives of these gentlemen, 2019 Syracuse football one-on-ones. I had an opportunity to speak with the head coach, Dino Babers, as they were heading into the bye week. So here is my Q&A with Dino Babers before we hop into my one-on-one conversations with the gentleman. You'll hear from Coach Babers first, and this is what he had to say to me when we got to speak coming off of their most recent loss and heading into the bye week. Coach, you talk about Ohana and family and all those you know pieces and those elements when you came in. Now that you're going into a bye, how do you keep that going? How do you establish that? How do you kind of 
you know, try and go back to that foundation as you move forward. Well, we're going to always do that. That's something we're not going to get away from. But as we go into this buy, we're constantly working to get better, and we're constantly looking for new members that want to contribute. But this is going into a buy after a loss like this is difficult. I'm not going to sit up here and try to paint it a different way. But we're going to really find out something about ourselves. And uh, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another, and we're going to need all the men in the family to keep everyone sharp so we can have an opportunity to be the best that we can be when we come out of this buy. Now, coming from Dino Babers, speaking about iron sharpens iron, and and we're going to need to see, you know, kind of, I mean, to, to, to state that iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. So he's, you know, putting it on the gentleman here. And I wonder if, if, if Dino's going to do some self-searching in this process as well, because I feel like he needs to. I feel like the entire team needs to. I think the coaching staff needs to. I think Dino needs to really take a look at what's going on, why it's going on, and who's a part of what and how we can help it. So to hear from those gentlemen that he was talking about, you know, iron sharpens iron, and let's see if, you know, these men can, you know, it just as iron sharpens iron, so as one man can sharpen another. And, you know, we need to obviously get some things corrected and get right as we move forward here. So I want to get the perspective of the players, and these gentlemen are no strangers to the broadcast. The first one you're going to hear from is Josh Black, nose tackle of the Syracuse Orange, in my one-on-one conversation with him coming off of their most recent loss to Boston College, 58-27. to This is what he had to say when we had an opportunity to chat. Here's my one-on-one with Josh Black, once again, nose tackle for Syracuse. Obviously, three and six is not where this team thought it was going to be at at the beginning of the season. Oh yeah, it's just you know, it just feels like kind of just a big disappointment because uh, in the preseason, you know, we did everything we needed to do to become a better team than what we were last year. You know, just uh, things really aren't going our way. But you know, we just got to be consistent with that. Last year we were more consistent. I mean, this year we're more occasionally great. That's uh, Coach Baber's uh, kind of philosophy on that, you know, consistently good, not occasionally great. You know, we're just not consistent enough. And you can see that with some of our uh, some of our performances. And we can't seem to, you know, get the ball rolling and keep it going. Like, there's no there's no kind of snowball effect. It's like, all right, we're here. All right, stop. And then it's almost like kind of like we're regressing at some points. That's kind of how I feel like right now. The defense has been a strong point of the team this season. What's going on these last few games that you can pinpoint? Um, just going back to consistency thing, uh, consistency thing, because you know, in some, you know, in some of these games, you know, we're giving up some points and some yards. You know, we're looking good in some of the situations, and at other times, you know, we're just not making enough plays. Their team are making just way more plays than us. We don't. We're, we're fundamentally sound, but they're making those explosive plays, and we're not. We're just, you know. We're just all 11 guys are doing our job, but on the offensive side of the ball, um, for the uh, like the opposing teams, you know they're they're doing their job as well. We're in our fits correctly, but it's just all right. Maybe we'll miss a tackle here and there, or you know, we fall off a tackle. They break they break contain or something like that. It's just small things like that. They kind of add up to the big plays over time, 
And that's where I feel that, you know, that's where these teams have been getting us at, so just those big explosive plays. With the offense struggling, does it affect the defense? I mean, have you seen that in the locker room or on the field, maybe in practice at all? Uh, in my opinion, no. Uh, just because, you know, we're just kind of beginning to keep each other accountable. We understand what's going on in the opposite side of the ball also. That's something that, you know, that you know, is really prevalent to us. All right, if things aren't going right on offense, all right, uh, the defense is back up on the field kind of quickly. And if things aren't going well on defense, you know, offense back on the field quickly. I mean, that's just kind of the kind of the whole thing with like a like a high like an up tempo offense. It's uh, sometimes it's hard to get adjustments on the sideline because we're on the field quick and and sometimes you know we don't give the offense enough chances by uh, getting getting turnovers. For example, we've been kind of lacking the turnover department. I mean, today you know we obviously had a better day with the turnovers and they kind of help our offense and put them in a better situation. But the last couple of weeks we weren't able to do that, so we weren't able to help them out in that category. And so that's something that we've normally done. We give we give them in uh, good situations they're able to capitalize on that and today uh, on defense I felt like just as a whole defensive unit we didn't do our part in uh, stopping their momentum and getting the ball back for our offense uh, to put them into scoring situations. And just what you can say about A.J. Dillon, I mean, we know that he's a back that's going to find his himself playing on Sunday. Oh, it's yeah. just what you took away from him. Oh, yeah, definitely. You can, you know, he's a complete back. You know, he's, you know, he'll break arm tackles. You literally have to wrap him up. You don't wrap him up. If you're not do everything that you're uh, coached to do, trying to tackle him, you know, he's going to run through it. And, you know, he's a, he's a great player, definitely. And, you know, we just missed a lot of plays on him, and he made us pay in the end. How do you keep this, Ohana? How do you keep family going through this bye week and through everything that's happened? Well, just kind of uh, the whole mentality. You know, a couple of years ago, we were in the same situation. Um, we were losing a lot, and you know, nobody wants to go back to that feeling. That's a you know, that's a feeling that everybody here does not want to experience ever again. So I kind of feel like this is making us stronger. Just being more, uh, being more family oriented right now, and just you know, you know, just kind of sticking together. Everyone's trying to keep each other accountable, keeping each other's heads up, because that's really important you don't want anyone keeping their head down you know we still have some football left in the season and you know we just can't dwell on this we obviously have to go to practice each week uh, each day I should say you know work and get better and better and got to make sure this doesn't happen that coming once again from Josh Black you know not really sitting here and putting anything on the uh, on the offensive side of the ball you know take it because that's interesting and that's something you know that that we have to really try and you know see here is you know, are these guys turning on each other? You know, because there comes a point where there's a level of frustration and whatnot. And, you know, Josh saying, listen, there's stuff that we got to do. We prepared in the offseason to get this right, and it's not working. So, you know, you got to go back to work. You got to keep looking at it. Got to keep seeing, you know, what you can do. He obviously has respect for his opponents like A.J. Dillon, who comes from Boston College and is the running back on the team that just had a, a tremendous game against them and has had tremendous games in general in his career and will be playing on Sundays in the NFL, God willing, for a very long time. But, you know, Josh just, he didn't. He didn't turn on anybody, you know, and, and I think that that is something that's vital to see right now. Now, that's one man, and you got a roster of almost 100 players, but you have to have a team that can find a way to stay together. And in order to do that, they have to have good leadership, which is why I said Dino has to look back upon himself in this. To hear from the head coach and hear from the defense, and now the offensive side of it, Mo Neal is next up in the conversations here. Mo and I, just like Josh Black and I, he's no stranger to the broadcast by any stretch of the imagination. Mo and I talk all the time, all throughout the season, and it's always an honor and a privilege to be with him 
at any point that we get to talk about anything. So here is my one-on-one conversation with Mo Neal with the team at three and six in this bye week. Obviously, coming through this, three and six is not where you expected to be at this point in the season. Just what's going through your head? Um, it's frustrating. You know, I really don't have much to say. Um, like I said, it's very disappointing. You know, had high expectations. You know, at this point, you just gotta put our chance to our chest and work. You know, it's a lot of season left. Next to the thing, I mean, you're a senior, so I'm sure that you're feeling this weight more so now. Yeah, exactly. You know, obviously it's my my last ride. You know, not how I expected to go out, but um, you know, at this point, you know, just gotta, like I say, took chance to the chest and just keep working hard. Just you know, try to keep everybody spirits up. What is the message from Dino in the locker room? I mean, what can you say maybe that sticks with you? I mean, he just uh, going to find a way for us to, you know, feel better. You know, like I said, we just all got to, you know, like I said, keep working. Um, as a family, we got to stick together. We've got to find something, something that we can get going, something we can work on and, you know, just get better. It's easy and positive moments for everybody to feel good, but in difficult moments, that's where you see faith is shaken. Do you feel at all that the faith is shaken between the team and Dino or Dino and the team at all? Nah, I feel like uh, everybody's, you know, right. Everybody's still on the same page. I feel like we just probably, I mean, I'm not in everybody's head, so I don't know what guys are feeling, but, you know, our body language-wise, you know, I kind of see that everybody's still just, you know, obviously disappointed, but uh, guys just ready. To, they just want to fight and just want to win. For you, this offense has sputtered out and, and had some struggles. What can you say about, you know, being a part of this offense? Obviously, you were led by Dungey recently, and, and then it shifted over to DeVito. Just what you've been seeing this year? Um, just a lot. Not everybody been on the same page. A lot of mental mistakes. Um, guys not doing doing uh, their right assignment on one play. Um, you know, just yeah, just they're not playing together. I mean, uh, just. Like I say, guys all over the place, uh, you know, this is something we just got to work on, man. It's, just, it's growing pains, like I say. But, uh, you know, it's everybody on the offense, coaches, uh, players, you know, everybody, you know. So it's on everybody. It's not, no one man to blame. We just all got to get better. After the loss to Pittsburgh at home, Dino said everybody's job's on the line. How did you guys respond to that? I mean, just work. I mean, you don't know if he's talking about you or not. So, you know, you better be working hard. For you, as you move forward, you got a few more games at three and six. You got three games to go. You got two on the road, and you'll have your final one at home. Just what's going through your head as you have this one last ride? Uh, just to, like I say, just keep tucking my chin in my chest and working. I'm just trying to come in each and every week, get better. You know, take this bye week coming up, get a little bit more healthier, and then end this last three game stretch off with a bang. That coming from O'Neal and, uh, you know, visible frustration from from this team and, and, and what's going on. And obviously, you know, because of this this pain of going through this, you know, the expectations were high for this team. And, and I ask people to temper their expectations of this team this season because you don't have Eric Dungy and people forget how much he was a heart and soul of the team. And what he was, you know, what he was able to do and put the team on his back. And that's not taking anything away from Tommy DeVito. It's to, to talk positively about one guy is, to, is not, in my opinion, to talk negatively about another. You know, I, I think that Eric Dungy, uh, I know that Eric Dungy is a tremendous athlete. 
I, I love the fact that, you know, I've gotten to speak with his family and be around his family. That man went through a ton of hate, too. So for everybody that's, you know, loving on him and whatnot, don't forget about the fact that, you know, he went through hell. Every season, Syracuse fans wanting him to not be the quarterback and not be there and, you know, why is he doing this and why is he running? I mean, hell, Dino came in and said, you know, uh, Eric's used to running and we're going to change that. And then the next season he goes, well, Eric runs and that's just what he does. You know, he kind of realized I'm not going to take the dog out of the dog. I mean, this is who he is. And, you know, so Syracuse, for all intents and purposes, has an offense that under Dino Babers and an offensive coordinator, Mike Lynch, but the offense is different. Right? Square peg, round hole. The offense ran well with Dungy last year. But Tommy DeVito seems to be more of a pocket passer, right? He can run, but not the same as Eric Dungy. He seems like more of a pocket passer. You got a bunch of running backs. You got a stable of backs back there that you need to give the ball to more traditionally. So to say, okay, well, we built up this offense for the last few seasons and it finally worked in season number three. So in season four, we're going to keep doing it because it finally worked. We finally caught our stride and here we go. Well, you, you caught your stride with other offensive linemen and with another quarterback and your quarterback changes the entire thing. So I think what should have happened is this team should have said, you know what? I mean, this is where the coaches have to sit down and say the scheming isn't working. The play calling isn't working. I can't tell you how many times fans booed in the Carrier Dome in the game against Boston College. I can just tell you it was a lot because of the play calling. People despised the play calling. And that's not DeVito's fault. That's not Mo Neal's fault. It's not Sean Riley's fault. It's not Aaron Service's fault or Evan Adams's fault or Aaron Hackett's fault. That's the coach. It's the coaching staff. And that's the issue that arises right now is I didn't see how it was going to work in the first place because Dungy, when something breaks down, creates his, he's got his own scheme of plays in his head. So he's got a list of plays in his head. So if the plays of the coach don't work, he's going through his notebook in his head. So DeVito's a different quarterback. This offensive line's a different offensive line. It's a different group of gentlemen now. And you don't bring in a guy like Abdul Adams and keep a guy around like Mo Neal and bring a guy in like Jarvion Howard and just play finesse ball. These guys want to run between the tackles. They want to hit somebody. You got to let them do that. So, you know, I look at this coaching staff and say, what's the purpose of pretending, you know, I mean, you got your offense that you run and I get that, but maybe change it a little bit to fit your personnel because if you want to go fast and you want to do this and you want to do that and it's not working but we also have to look at the fact that the offensive line is not really blocking anybody and but there were times where they did and bad decisions were still made so you know where we are where we are right now with Syracuse football and it's frustrating and it's tough but it's where do you go from here you know, open up the playbook. What do you have to lose at this point? You're three and six. You got nothing to lose. We don't want people to see. What do you not want people to see? They've seen it already. They know your offense. And that's the thing about closing practice to the media makes no sense to me because everybody knows the offense that they run. 
okay? Because you could have watched film from, what, Western Illinois. You could have watched film from Bowling Green. You could have watched the last three years here at Syracuse. It's it's kind of realistic to think that we all kind of know what the heck's going on right now. So just let us watch practice because what's the point of not having us watch practice? You know, and you want to be able to see things. You want to be able to talk about this team confidently. And it stinks. It really honestly stinks that, you know, being able to watch practice is, you know, it's it, to me, it was such a vital thing. It was such an important thing. And we we don't have that luxury anymore. We don't have that opportunity anymore. And not having that opportunity, you know, we don't get to see some things that are going on. And I think that we should. I mean, again, what is there to hide? We already know what they're doing. So, you know, there's to me, there's nothing to hide. And when Syracuse's teams were really effective and they played really well and they were winning games and whatnot, practices were open because you still have to stop them. Even if you know what they're going to run, you still have to stop them. So I, I just, I don't know. I don't get that. That's another thing that I don't understand, and I'm not trying to get off course here. But this team has to make some changes. You know, this this team obviously has to make some changes. And we need to see those changes come to fruition. We need to see those changes come through and, you know, really get a sense of who they're going to be as they step forward. I would rather see this team, you know, bust their behind for the next three games and do everything that they possibly can do rather than just kind of, Keep doing what's 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 doing right now. Keep doing what's happening right now. I want to see this team fight. I want to see this team give it their all. And and again, there's there's changes that have come with this team. And I think, you know, and obviously the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So I think it's this is where you change it up. You want to know about the heart of your players, okay. Well, I want to know. If the coaches are gonna are going to switch things up, I want to know if the coaches are gonna take some responsibility. I want to know if the coaches are gonna go back to the drawing board and try and figure something else out. I want to know if Dino's gonna hold himself accountable for all the penalties that are happening. That's what I want to know because you can't put it all on these young men. You know, these young men got you a pay increase. And they want to go to the NFL and they want to go to a bowl game. So they do for you, you got to do for them. It's give and take. So I think that everybody's got to take a good hard look in the mirror at this point. I think Babers has to do it. I think his staff has to do it. I think the players have to do it. And they got to figure it out. And then they, and then they got to, and in amidst all of this, they have to shut out the outside noise. Okay, because I know Moniel's not happy. And I know that Josh Black isn't happy. And I know Dino's not happy. But what are you going to do right now? What are you going to do right now? Because the 11th hour already rang. And nobody wants to see this Syracuse team go backwards. And some of these guys only got one more shot at this thing, like Moniel. And I don't want that time to be wasted. And I don't want these guys to walk off that field feeling like they left something there that they didn't pick up, that they didn't do, that they didn't take a hold of. So 
So my prayers and my well, well wishes go out to the team. Because I want nothing but the best for these young men who have fought so hard to get to where they are. And it should never be forgotten how hard these young men have fought. They're not going to win every single game. But to think that these young men don't deserve your positivity, don't deserve your, you know, your your love and your kindness and whatever it may be. These these kids fight very, very hard. And they don't want to be where they're at right now. And you would be crazy to think that they do. So I hope that people can find it in their hearts to show some love for these players and remember that these players are trying. And I really honestly hope that they can turn things around and end this in a respectable way. Because once again, people forget about this all the time. You look at it like, oh, it's a bad season. I'm not renewing my tickets. Some of these kids look at it like, I just played the last down that I'll ever play for the sport that I've loved and I played since I was four. Which is very different than a fan not going to a game on Saturday. This is something that these people, it might, it's for some of these kids, it's the only thing they know. You know, and I think we get so caught up in wins and losses that we forget that there are lives involved in this, lives that are going to be changed by this for better or for worse. And I always hope for better. So I send my love and I send my positivity to all these gentlemen, to the coaching staff, and to the players. I hope that you get it right. I hope that you're not in the locker room pointing fingers. And I hope that you can find a way to be Ohana and to be family. Because it's all easy to be Ohana and to be family when everything's going good. But the real families are the ones that stay together when there's storms. They're the ones that board up the doors and get through the hurricane. And I hope that this is one of those families. Or else, what are we doing this for?